Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of the Alchemists Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for the evening. Joining me in the Discord chat, we have me. Great, and <laughs> who else is here? <laughs> Myself. <laughs> Brought to you by Joe, doing like six different voices. Yeah. Hey, it's your boy Dwarf. Never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Don't worry. That hurt to say. <laughs> and I'm Waffle, and I play Layla in Hill Creek. <laughs> oh, I'm in the wrong game again. <laughs> I might, I might actually keep that one. That was a good intro. That was a hell of a good intro. Who wants to remind us of what happened in our brief session last time? The underway. It was great. You know, Traveled. I was skeptical at first, but yes. upon learning that the dwarves and in their infinite wisdom decided to put a hole into the abyss halfway through the underway. Right. Like, I can respect that. Then we ran into some method creatures uh, that were coming out of a device in a dungeon built alongside the underway. That looks to be super ancient, but made from dwarven materials, or dwarven made, at least. Yeah, we're in a method anime now. We grabbed all the stones that were making the device spawn methods, and there was a stairway leading up, but we literally just ended combat. So, yep. Well, you all grabbed the stones. I ended combat by getting impaled by a bunch of ice spikes. So, wait. So maybe a short rest. Oh, all, yeah. All yeah. of you ran in there to deal with the stones and look at all the stuff when there was still a couple of the dudes left. So, I don't. I think Leyland just has a thing for being impaled. <laughs> I really hope not. Interesting. If it's it weren't for the fact that we heard them spawning. I want to know more. So, <laughs> once I get all the spikes out. They melt pretty fast. Tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, you tell me. What? Do Does you he do? look like a bitch? Oh. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sauce? Never, never heard those two spliced together before? Never mind. Yes. No, I, I have. It's just and, okay. still left field. Sorry. Sauce. So, so uh, we're taking a rest. We should just, take a second and yeah. Okay, but before we do any of that, heal, I'm gonna take out a piece of parchment and I'm going to write on it something like, um, "Hey, we're still in here. Don't brick wall us in yet," and put that down next to the hole so that the dwarves <laughs> don't be like, "Well, methods are all clear." <laughs> There's yes. like four or five work dwarves. That are watching you. Yeah, yeah we told them back off and then engaged in physical wave. I, I don't know. I'm They've been just my eating their lunch and yeah, yeah we told them to move back. Make sure we didn't ruin bets. their lunch. I hold up one, one of the precious there. gems that I pulled from the device. And wink. Oh, Ched, you shouldn't have. How'd you know it was my birthday? No, oh, I'm not. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I have, by the way? I have the red and yellow ones. That leaves I, a sapphire and an emerald. Yeah, blue or green. And then I, someone else had the other one, I think. Great and powerful DM? I have the sapphire because it matches my eyes. Oh. That's right. Yeah, I have an emerald, and it matches my tunic. <laughs> These holes in my body, that's about it, so. You're fine. Really, though, at this point, like, you getting impaled is just, you know, that's on brand. Par for the yeah. course. It's to be expected. Well... Seems like uh, trouble's calmed down for a little bit, so looks at healers. Someone should help, or we should wait and rest? I would say rest, because heals can be used in combat, and hit dice cannot. Yes. Correct. And I can yeah. get my spells back in a short rest that I remembered. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's take a second. Have a bite to eat. Roll hit dice, heal. Um, Let's turn on my radar real fast. Ping. Set it. I'm going to set it to uh, uh, lizard-like creatures. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're in the, the underdark. Again? I'm sorry? What's the range on it again? Uh, 50 miles. Whoa. Not, I'm, I'm lying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually 100 miles. <laughs> 10,000 miles. 
Maybe like five miles. Hold on. Okay. every lizard creature on the planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but specifically the nearest one. Uh, well, I'm going to burn one hit dice healing. Within five Same. miles. So I've got a five mile radius. Okay. You definitely get a ping on your lizard radar. Yeah, where is it? Uh, directly above you. Oh. About three miles. Why are you... Three? Oh. <laughs> three miles? Fuck. Wait, how deep are we? Uh, about three miles. <laughs> Why okay. are you checking for lizard people? <laughs> not, I, didn't, I didn't say lizard people. Why are you, you just checking said for a lizard person? <laughs> I, I didn't say lizard person. I'm looking for lizards. Why are you checking for lizards? Specifically lizards, so I can, you know, I I assume I've seen giant lizards, but on the off chance that I haven't, because, you know, I lived in a mountainous region. You've Um, seen regular-sized lizards. Damn it. Let me have this. Okay, well, (laughs) I'm just going to keep looking for lizards, giant lizards, every uh, ten minutes. Okay. Which, Which dice do you roll for a short rest? Uh, your hit die. So that's whatever dice you roll when you're getting hit points when you level up. Gotcha. But you only get half of them back at a long rest. Yeah. So, yeah. so you guys can roll all three if you wish, but you'll only get one back at the next long rest. Because it rounds down. Everything we, rounds down. Do we add our con to the roll? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I did yep. Nice. Nice. All right, well, I spend two hit dice, and I heal to full. Splendid. I don't think I used any spells. We should be all right. Yeah, I was I was holding the big guns, because I figured, ah, a couple of methods, it's whatever. Oh, yeah, because the only thing I had really attempted to do was, like, throw a barrel at something. Yeah, that, that was it. We need to communicate more on our barrel-based hijinks. <laughs> yeah. Because I picked up and set down a barrel, like, twice in that fight. Yep. That's a lot that of wasted happen. economy. The only economy we're going to have is when we start selling these to the surface people. You think they'll go for brine shrooms? Why not? Because they're gross? Have you had one? <laughs> Desmond slowly pops one in his mouth without breaking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure they're fine. I just, the smell is the try one. in you a try one space. No, water genasi bond over food, and now you have to try one. Well, why not? I eat a brine shroom. It Describe tastes, to me the flavor palette. It tastes a little bit like somebody crossed a pickle with, well, a mushroom, obviously, and you're getting notes of, like, old dirt, but very faint. Mm. And when it hits the back of the throat, there's, you can, like... Uh, bizarrely, the taste of raspberries way at the very back of the. Oh, well, I mean that. I like that bit. It's complex. Uh, yeah, no, it's very complex. Like I, I have to process this flavor for the duration of a short rest. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember, there's also a definitive snap to them when you bite into it. A real yep. good crunch. Yes. The whole mm-hmm. time I'm just like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> the, the snack that stays with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been a lovely character bonding moment. <laughs> Does anybody else uh, have anything they wish to do during the short rest? Uh, How long is a short rest? About, about 30 minutes. I'm going to look for a lizard again. Can I hand this gem off to... Me. I presume Desmond, then, I guess? Because you're busy. You're, you're pondering... Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I, I don't have any gems. Well, but I don't have... <laughs> I need somebody who can arcana the gems. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying, like to, gems. trying to get them identified, <laughs> not just, I'm, like, share the wealth. I'm magical. Right, you're busy. I killed an orc with a gem once. <laughs> <laughs> So Farrakh is is contemplating these gems, uh, and he looks over at Terabjax, who is sitting in a corner. No, nah, nah. and like my tongue is like I'm like running it along the roof of my mouth because it feels like there's something stuck there. Yeah, and Farrakh <laughs> considers you for a moment and then turns away. <laughs> and then he sees Ted just slowly spinning in circles in the room, chanting "lizard." 
<laughs> Lizard. Also busy. Yep. And uh, so you're left with Desmond, who is munching on a pickle shroom, and Leolin, who is looking jealously at the gems that you are holding. He uh, wants it. Precious. I was too busy fighting to get, my, get a gem, so... You know, taking care of the initial problem. Well, I, I <laughs> figured that if I shut down the machine that was making more of the initial problem, it would help. Desmond, do you know how to identify magical things? Oh, yeah, sure. But you're not going to like it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want to lick it. <laughs> That's so ominous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted to just pocket both of these. Right, give it here. Give it here. So I hand over the yellow one. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an arcana check. Um Desmond kinda like rubs it on in like his shirt sleeve, gives it a good look, pops it uh, in his mouth, <laughs> back back to the left, back to the right. And that is a total of total of twenty, yeah. I spit it back out in uh, Leyland's hand, not my hand. It will never be dry again. <laughs> I just handed it back to All Rock. And n- never mind. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in addition to it, it was kind of like licking a nine volt battery. Um, the gem itself is not inherently magical, but it is heavily attuned to the elemental plane of air. Ah. Like, it doesn't have any magical properties itself, but it has been kind of attached to To the the plane of air for centuries. Basically, what I relate to Fall Rock is go, ooh, that was a shocker, and you, like, see me, like, smack my lips and tongue around, like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's packs a wallop. All right, then. I... Just get a pocket the gym. This is this is a waste of time. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Told you you were gonna like it. <laughs> you did warn me. So are we gonna see where these stairs lead to? I'd like to. Let's do it. And I go for the stairs. Okay. Uh, you ascend the stairs, and as you kind of cross the upper threshold, I'm ready feel- in action to winning smile. You feel a tingling sensation like run down your body from the top of your head to your feet as you climb into the next room. Exotic. Very. Uh, and you see a kind of, it's roughly the same size as the room below, but it is floor to ceiling bookshelves mm. with a couple of freestanding ones. There's also a desk that has uh, several books scattered across it and a uh, it looks like a lamp, but there's a dull gem sitting kind of at the top where you would normally find the light source. Okay. There's also like a squashy armchair in one corner and a staircase on the far side of the room. I go up to a bookshelf and run a finger along the edge. Is there dust? It crumbles to dust. Oh. Yeah. The, the shelf. Not the whole bookshelf, but like the, the books adjacent your finger at this breath of air just kind of disintegrate. Didn't I? That wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> they make that exact noise. Well, well. Oh, so okay, so but everything here hasn't been touched in eons. Yeah, I really there isn't, surprisingly, what I figured out. There isn't that much dust in here. All right, because there's not a lot of things to create dust either. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. I really think that this is like pre-hatching dwarven dwarven made. Coolio. There are, like, some of the books look to be in slightly better condition than the ones that just disintegrated in front of you, but everything does give the appearance of extreme age. Uh, I go check this desk for, like, drawers or papers. Gently, but not that gently. There are, as I said, there are, like, books and some sheets of notes kind of on top of it. It doesn't have any drawers. I don't touch those, but I kind of, like, peek at them to see if I can discern... Even just what kind of writing or... Uh, There appears to be kind of writing in Dwarvish on it, although it's very faded in places. Ye old Dwarvish. Ye old Dwarvish. I go over and I guess I see if I can make anything out. Uh, Give me an intelligence check. Oh boy. Eleven. Okay. It's a very old dialect, obviously. 
but you are able to pick out a few things. It looks like everything on the table here is kind of like you see the word anchor pop out in several places, Mm. but a good chunk of it is either kind of imagine if you were if you were reading Shakespeare's idea of Old English. Okay. But a lot of it, uh, you get references to the anchor, but a lot of it is like magical formulae. Right. So I wouldn't be able to really get it. Yeah. If Shakespeare and Da Vinci co-opted a paper together. Exactly. Okay. I would like to copy down some of the more uh, impressive looking formulae. Okay. How? Okay. Go ahead and make a, let's say, deception. That definitely works for me. Yeah. We're, we're going off the basis that this is a kind of forgery. Yeah. Uh, that is going to... Ooh. Uh, 26. Okay. You managed to copy down uh, five or six, as far as you can tell, complete formulae. I'm, like, I'm very good at seeing a document and then stealing it. Right. With my eyes. I will note that it doesn't make any sense to you. No, no. Because you don't speak dwarvish and you're also not a wizard. Like this this yeah. isn't a um like I'm copying this down so I can peruse it later. This is something I can wave at people when I'm masquerading uh, as a distinguished academic. Okay. <laughs> the studies of Vimish Rinwind. Yeah. Well, I mean Vimish Rinwind is a well, he's, tempestology. He's done. Yeah. Right. I might have to make a new guy who's all about anchors. <laughs> Seems reasonable. <laughs> K-Hall just, or Desmond perks up his anchors? I love anchors. They hold you in place. <laughs> He's got five different anchor tattoos in various places. <laughs> <laughs> some with the word mom, some without. <laughs> well, I guess um, quick skim of the shelves to make sure there's not like a... A, con- a book that's, you know, like, the, the backdrop is all painted, but then the book is animated. Um. No. No, you don't, <laughs> you don't see anything like that. <laughs> no obviously interactable objects. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, the books in here are, like, uh, not hand-bound, but clearly, like, they're not professionally published. Um, pocket the gem from the lamp. I suggest okay. walk around the room slowly, scanning the walls and the floors and anything else you can find, and just, just hit E over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> or as uh, when I was running the Tomb of Horrors for some people out here, their preferred method of finding secret doors was, I press my face against the wall and slide. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really good way to lose your face. Yeah. The two horrors? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I go up the next flight of stairs. Okay. Um, oh, I should also point out, uh, Desmond, it takes you a little while to notice this, but um, ever since coming up the stairs and getting that kind of head-to-toe tingling sensation, uh-huh. you have, it's kind of an odd sensation, uh, kind of like you need to pop your ears, but you can't, but in your soul. That's odd, but okay. Uh, all right. I don't, that's a really tough way. That's like really tough to explain. (laughs) All right. I had to think about how I wanted to convey that for a good 10 minutes earlier today. (laughs) Really Uh, uncomfortable. And I'm not sure how, like you would not like tell that to people either. There's no way of of explaining it to the rest of the party either. uh Really? That just, I mean, like if Desmond did explain that, I would just think he's constipated. Yeah, yeah. Just haven't been eaten right. No, all them, all them shrooms. <laughs> all those goddamn mushrooms. You've been eating mushrooms for four days. And they've been delicious. Oh. <laughs> that Game much blade. salt is not good for <laughs> a being. Some irritable bile issue. <laughs> uh. Next flight of stairs. Okay, the next flight of stairs uh, leads you into another square room. Uh, this one has three evenly spaced work tables. Uh, they are covered in a variety of um, kind of like faintly clicking or whirring machines, alchemical equipment, tools. Um, clicking or whirring is in like still functioning and moving? 
you have no idea if they're supposed to be making those noises or not. Oh. There, like, there isn't any kind of discernible purpose to these machines. They're not like anything you've seen before. Hmm. So you couldn't even begin to kind of guess at their function. Okay. What are they made of? Uh, metal, for the most part. Oh. Hmm. And there's and another staircase out of this room. There is another staircase on the far side of the room. Um, okay. There's also kind of shelves on the walls that have glowing jars on them. Ooh, I like those. Well, by my reckoning, we only have about another hundred flights of stairs before we reach the surface, so I think we're making uh, good progress here. 300 feet is a little shorter than three miles. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Math, not my strong suit. Uh, I'm going to immediately... I am drawn like a moth to flame, except it's a <laughs> storm sorcerer to glowing jars in a tower. Okay. What's inside? Is it like... Is there anything in there besides glow? Some of them, yes. They're, so I want to preface this by saying that these are like bell jars. and They're oh. about a foot in diameter. Oh, wow. Okay, I was picturing oh. mason jars. Yeah, so they're pretty large. Very. Um, you notice first and foremost that each of them has uh, like runes, glowing runes scribed around the base, like where it meets the... Uh, the flat part, uh-huh. and they appear to be sorted by color. So you have kind of a almost like a rainbow effect from left to right. The color of the glow or the runes? The color of the glow. Okay. The runes okay. appear to be the same on each jar. Gotcha. So you, so you can't see anything inside. You can, so each, there's, okay, so there's probably about 30 to 40 of these jars, and only a few of them kind of have the same internal contents. Hmm. Uh, some of the red ones are like, there's some that are just a red glow. There are a couple that have like fire suspended in the center of them. Some of the blue ones are full of like water. That's very blue. There's one that appears to be entirely frosted over on the inside. Um, Interesting. In the yellow section, you can definitely see that there's like, at least one jar that looks like those um, those shock orbs, you know, oh, where they've got yeah, the little yeah, lightning yeah. bolts. You put your right, hand yeah. on it. No, I immediately so put like, my hand on that one. Are these all like very like interactable with? Like they're just kind of sitting out, or are they like tough to get all? No, they're just sitting on the shelves. Um, there's there's multiples a, of each, or there's multiples of a few of them. Okay. But all the elements are represented. Yes. Can I read the runes, or is it magic script? It's magic script. I mean, I, it's, it's dwarvish, but it's magic. It's magic, right. I would like to copy down, because you said the runes are the same on each one, right? Yes. I would like to copy down one set of those identical runes. Okay. Go ahead and make the check. It's an easy one. Yeah, uh, that is going to be 21. Yeah, you got it. I mean, you could even just take a rubbing, because they're etched into the glass. Oh, yeah. That would have been easier. There's also, uh, on the workbench kind of nearest here, you see that there's an empty jar and a scroll that looks like it's half-inscribed. Mm. Well, I, I want to take the jar of water and like put it in my backpack. Okay. It's it's fairly bulky. Pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a yeah. bell jar, Well, actually, right? it only weighs about a pound. Oh. Wow. Which does not at all match no, the that's appearance or contents of the jar. Right. Hmm. But I'm going to take the uh, shock jar then when I see how light. I see Desmond like heft it with one hand. I'm like, oh, that's easy. Your, yours yeah. weighs like the amount of a quasar. <laughs> it weighs <laughs> a star. star neutrino star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very light. So, like I said, they're about a foot in diameter and probably two feet tall. Cool. All right. So would it fit in the keg if I had ate, eaten most of the, the mushrooms at this point? Yeah, probably. All right. Mysterious blue jar. <laughs> I I just carry mine under one arm without any regard to the consequences. That seems reasonable. Yeah. That's in character. Yeah. It's what, got light. So just for, for the rest of our journey, you're just going to carry this jar. Yeah. He's going to open it eventually. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be like a big... I'll give a monologue first. It'll be great. Uh, you're not going to be able to feel your tongue, but in your soul. 
anything else you'd like to do in here? There's lots of fun. All of the worktop benches are interactable surfaces. <laughs> I was about like oh, Desmond. You know magic, alchemy. Shed, you you know potions. Oh well, benches. Uh, what other elements are represented again? All of them. Oh. In, the, wait. Oh, positive and negative? Um, we should get platinum so that way we can uh, sell it later. <laughs> it's it, not a periodic include, table. Does that include positive and negative? <laughs> yes. Although you might have a hard time distinguishing them. Oh, between the two of them? Between, like... All of them. Where they are. You would have to make like an arcana check or something similar or a spellcasting check to figure because the abstractions for positive <laughs> and negative energy are just like glowing colors. Like one of them, you could have two different jars of lightning and one of them could be like air and the other one could be, you know, negative energy or something. You know? Right. Actually, so like, having a jar of positive energy would be kind of nice. Yes. Yes, it so- would. I can roll a spell casting. Yeah. So whatever you whatever you would do for like a spell attack. Yeah. Seventeen. Uh, you okay? So you stand in front of these walls of jars for uh, quite some time. <laughs> One of the jars lizard hisses at you, <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of attune yourself to the to the energies of the of the room and the jars in particular and you kind of you spend about 5 minutes you know reaching up kind of gently touching jars until you kind of zero in on the positive energy one which is a vivacious shade of green ooh of course it is. and uh, yeah, upon course it is. upon looking closely at it you can see that there's kind of a perpetually growing bush uh, in the jar of course, I'm getting, some, I'm getting some good vibes from this butch. <laughs> for our viewers at home, <laughs> the color is green. Yeah, yeah, for the podcast, our DM likes green and he likes plants. I'm gonna, I'm gonna In hindsight, we should have been leveraging this much harder. Okay. <laughs> Druid. All right, so if we, if we all dress in green, <laughs> uh, I'll pick up the jar. Okay, sling it, sling it over my shoulder. Okay. Anybody okay. wish to do yeah, anything? Yeah, Rock, are you going to drink the fire in the jar? No. <laughs> I'm going to look at the other workstations and see if there's anything to do with smithing or weaponry if this is all chemical, because I'm not an alchemy guy. Yeah, I was going to do the same. This is there a jar of dirt? Both of you make investigation checks, and yes. Okay. That must be... That must be... For the pirate. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the piracy elemental. (laughs) (laughs) That is eighteen. What'd you get, Farak? Nineteen. Okay, Uh, so Farak, you find on one side of of the room first a couple of vials of crimson liquid, Mm. uh, which you recognize as healing potions, which have remained surprisingly similar over the ages. Cool. Oh, is it like the Overlord okay. potions where like the Overlord potion, like the red ones are really good, but like the blue ones are like. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't have red ones in this dimension. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also find a couple of metal bands that are partially scribed with, um, again, more magic dwarvish. Oh, oh like magic rings? Metal band. Okay. Yeah. They're not, they're not quite rings, but they look like they could eventually become rings. Ah, okay. Or perhaps like bracelets. And you Beard recognize rings. the dwarvish word for fire, like scribed on both of them. Okay. Well, I'll grab the yeah. healing potions and the bands as well. And when the magical members of the party are done, I'm going to be like, hey guys. Yeah. Uh, Leyland, you find yeah. it looks like a jeweler station. There's kind of a, kind of a me- mechanical arm holding a ring underneath a magnifying glass and a set of engraving tools next to it. And the, the ring has very faintly glowing runes on it. Ooh. And it's, I mean, this is very clearly a magic ring, some description. It would be perfect to don't, set uh, those work it, keys you have in it. <laughs> <laughs> if I pick it up and just kind of, like, do I notice anything on it that, like, uh, the runes or anything? Uh, it, again... Magic Dwarvish around the outside. 
Gotcha. Do you speak Dwarvish? No. You could test it. Okay. Yeah, just put that ring on. I'm sure a ring found in an ancient we're, wizard's tower. We're, we're in a lab, you know. They, they wouldn't Perfectly safe. Dangerous yeah. here. Or cursed. Hi, I'm, new, I'm your new demon. Name's Larry. I'm going to be healers right here. I mean, yeah. you guys aren't high enough level to know remove curse yet. Level? <laughs> no, I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I just put it in a pouch. That I'm carrying. I'll wear it. Yeah, did did I notice him pick up that ring? Um, no. Uh, this was while you were examining the jars. I see. Well, so when I, magic users other than Desmond are done with their jars, I'm gonna bring over the metal bands and be like, uh, can somebody tell me what these are supposed to do? Sure. No. <laughs> can, I, can I do like spell casting again? My arcana is really bad. But. No, this would have to be an arcana check. Okay, here we go. Seven. Can I <laughs> can I assist Shed? Sure, like, uh, that'll give you a advantage. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Look over my shoulder. And I just sure. Go, I I just reached down and I flipped the ring over. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Guys. <Seven>. Guys. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it, it it could be magic, it could not be. Like it's it's just, it's just up in the air right now. Man. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't have any good idea about what this is. Mm-hmm. Huh? I just yell over. Just let Desmond put it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get it over with. Well, you see, the problem is it's inscribed with the dwarven runes for fire, so I don't want to burn his mouth off. Okay, well, TJ, what do you think? Shit, I'll put it in my mouth. <laughs> that's not the point. No, just, <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. All right. All right, okay. Here's what we'll do. Desmond, I'm going to take your barrel, which is basically just 80% brine by volume at this point. Like, no, he's put, the, he's put the water jar in there. Okay, yeah. well, what I'm saying is we take that out, and then I'll be standing by with a barrel of brine so that if your mouth ignites, <laughs> I'll just douse it. All right. All right. <laughs> we just drink the water, right? I mean, magic fire has to be counteracted by magic water. <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad could happen at all. This sounds yeah, this is yeah. a flawless plan. Yeah. Or I could just hang on. Goddamn it. ring in or, your mouth. Yep. Ready? Plop. <laughs> that is a. What is that? 15 and 3, 18. Okay, these are as yet unfinished, but the sense that you get from the enchantments that have been layered on them is that these were intended to be kind of bracers that could channel fire energies. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a fire funnel. But they're not, it's not done, done yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Was, um, and there wasn't like a blueprint laid out underneath them on the workbench or anything, was there? I go back and look. <laughs> Uh, there are definitely like faded schematics off to one side near where you found the bands. I, I look, I look very pleadingly over at Tara Jones. <laughs> I, I already have. Okay. Um, I will do this, but in return, I want a real forgery kit at some point. None of this charcoal and parchment bullshit that I'm doing. <laughs> uh, that sure. is going to be a 17 on deception. Yeah, you managed to copy down all of the visible portion. Like, there are chunks of it that have just faded with right. time. But to... if we found a a skilled artificer... Do you think that a, a good dwarven, like, magic smith would probably be able to complete the design? I wrap up the schematics, tie it in a bow, and I slip it into Falrock's pocket. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, my We'll just have somebody reverse engineer it. It shouldn't be yeah. that bad. yeah. Well, and since we've already got most of it done, it's filling in more pieces. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. All right, thank you, friends. Next staircase. <laughs> I need something to drink. <laughs> You're just gonna hang on to that ring in your pocket. Hey guys, so over here, <laughs> just kind of hold up the ring, kind of well, you know, toss it up and you? down in my oh, hand. Why, Desmond? See <laughs> <laughs> so if you can get it in his mouth from across the room. No, does that have runes on it? I can read that. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. So we're not tossing a ring of death into Dwarf's mouth. <laughs> Disintegrate tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ring of muting. 
Now we should definitely do it. <laughs> it's, it's like our best way of figuring anything out right His now. His sea I mean, shanties long, keep me up at night. <laughs> he sings shanties in his sleep. <laughs> I got a, I got a right. 17 on it. If this is just a ring of protection plus one. Okay. It's, it's a ring that helps, you know, prevent injuries, but it's not a very strong enchantment. Would but, it help at all with getting impaled? Yes, probably. Okay, this has been adventuresome. Yeah, cool. I head up the stairs. Uh, you go up the stairs and enter a well-appointed studio apartment. <clears throat> There's a, a large, comfortable-looking bed. There's a small desk, a little kitchenette area, some nice chairs, a little coffee table. A teleport circle in one corner of the room. Ooh. Defunct. Defunct. Like, even just looking at it, you can tell that the magic is... There's like a a potted plant phased halfway through the floor, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, broken Never mind. teleporter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I start poking through the kitchenette. You know, I check the fridge, see if there's any beers. Um, no. <laughs> the, the icebox is empty. Okay. Um... Hmm. Is there like a desk or... There is a desk. I'm going to go look through the desk. There's like some writing tools, just kind of like a small like makeup kit on there. Yeah. A little mirror. <gasps> is there um, any sort of like religious paraphernalia? Like like for um, the Dwarven God or anything like that? Nope. No? You are surprised actually to find that there doesn't appear to be any kind of... Despite the fact that there are pens and... Like ink and stuff, there aren't any actual written notes anywhere on the desk. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I assume this makeup kit is ancient beyond use. Yes. Okay. Would that, would that allow me to infer that this place was intentionally left and not in a hurry? Or I could make like an investigation for that. I mean, from the floors we saw down below, like there weren't books scattered around, but they were in the middle of projects still. So, yeah. Yeah, but the everything was left in a neat and orderly fashion. Like, right. It wasn't yeah, like... Get, were, yeah, you don't get the impression that any kind of struggle took place. They didn't, like, drop their tools and run. It was, hey, we'll be back. And then with, they didn't come back. With my scouting, could I do, like, a survival check to get a sense of how long it's been since anyone's been here? Certainly. That is 16. It has been approximately 800 years since anybody has been, in, well, Whoa. roughly 800 years since anybody's been in this tower. Longer than human <laughs> conception. <laughs> so what would have caused the machine to just start wow. going well, if no one was... Like, um, there was an explosion, right? Like the dwarves were excavating mm. a side tunnel. Mm-hmm. My guess is um, it triggered like a defense mechanism or something. I, yeah, either triggered a defense mechanism or there was like a dormant method or something that they pickaxed and that blew up. Could have accidentally turned it on. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it's exposed to air, it starts. So is know. this the the top floor? There's no more. Oh, no, there's another staircase in here. Ooh, oh, we've got go. we've got nine hundred ninety seven more staircases to go. All right, up we go. <laughs> now let's go up. Yep. Okay. It's gonna uh, be like the next month of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and we go I up some stairs. Another staircase. staircase. The next floor contains a device somewhat similar to the one that you found on the very first floor. It's nowhere near as complex. It only has a few spheres that are kind of uh, circling one another. It's making a kind of like unpleasant chugging noise that you're pretty sure it's not supposed to make. It's the backup generator. If there's, uh, there's a gem, I would like to yank it out with mage hand. There are no visible gems on this okay. one. So uh, this is what clicked on when we shut down the other one. Presumably, but we have, we don't really have a good way of knowing that. But it would be within audible range if... Yeah. yeah. Like, this fits the profile. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is in this... Like, what's surrounding it? It's, you've got magic circles on the floor that are currently inactive. Another staircase going up. I don't remember if I said that already. Um, but that's about it. It looks like the, this floor is dedicated solely to this machine. Something hmm. interesting 
there's something strikes me kind of interesting. Um, the underway predates the hatching, right? Mm-hmm. Does the full underway predate or just sections of it? So, Farak, you would know that the underway was pretty extensive at the time of the hatch, and then it got pretty broken up, obviously, mm, yeah. uh, over the course of the hatching. So some portions of it are quite ancient. Others are relatively new or have been repaired or re, uh, kind of revised from where they were broken previously. Right, right. So okay. this, is, um, this is kind of like Tarajux's, uh military training would have involved, you know, how to raid fortified locations and right now i'm trying to kind of orient the defensive lines of i think we might have sort of entered this structure from a non-approved access point so i'm wondering like it was this area intended to be reached before the generator at the very very bottom like like we've sort of circumvented whereas normally whatever this structure is would be entered or attacked from the very top rather than the bottom. Mm, I don't necessarily think that's true because there were things defending that area, right? So like this area doesn't really have any defenders because they thought that if you right. get this far, you're supposed to be here. Does that make sense? Right, oh. yeah. It's just weird that the backup generator, like I'm trying to figure out like what these circles might be if they were some sort of defense that powered down because now it's on backup power or... It could be a lot of things. Of note, I would like to point out that you haven't seen any exterior doors or windows. Right. That's yeah. what's got me thinking that the hatch uh, must be at the top. Well, oh no, everybody got around through teleportation, right? Oh, oh, everybody right. There are circles. Mm, interesting. Did, like did we get? How did we get around at the the Scholars College? Did we get around using teleportation there? No, I'm making walked. that up. I walked. Okay. Yeah. They had they had kind of like FaceTime, magical FaceTime that they could use to talk to one another, but they didn't have yeah. like permanent teleport circles. They didn't they didn't have mental buildings or anything. Okay. Yeah, Generally you would know that teleportation magic is fairly costly and permanent teleport circles are they they require a fair bit of magical investiture in order yeah. to maintain they're, them. They're just but not practical. Right. Yeah, so spot for a year and a day. Yeah, the Hall of Mysteries has a couple teleportation circles, but they're like you have to go through all the bureaucracy of the departments to get approval to use them. Uh, there are fees. <laughs> they have them to say they have them to get people to come there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get, um, it, I get it. The Juxian military has a teleportation circle. That's all you need. But, yeah, it's very top secret classified as to where it goes Thanos. or how to access but it. I would, I would know like rumors of where it goes. Well, right. you've heard everything from like the dwarven throne room to a secret military installation on the other side of the planet. It goes to both. Maybe. <laughs> but yes, that that this has been a brief divergence into the mechanics of teleportation. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, I was just trying to figure out, like, are the defenses going to get worse from here on out or easier? And so that's that was my little interlude there, is trying to decide. But I think your teleportation theory is probably spot on. Uh, well... Uh, let's check out this machine a little bit, because there's stuff on the floor that Falrock might be able to read or at least give us, like, an inkling. Um, Desmond, you can't put the full machine in your mouth, but can you take, like, a rubbing with your tongue? I'll just, that I can lick it <laughs> if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find a piece that isn't actually, like, moving. And I'm gonna <laughs> go a non-electrified yeah. grate. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm looking for um, a molecular like manufacturer's level. logo or Ooh. any sort of like maker's marks. Uh, that is 15 total, 12 and 3. Uh, Desmond, this device is currently channeling a fair bit of magical energy pulled in from another plane, you don't know which one, to kind of maintain established spells elsewhere in the complex. This this is your generator. Probably like forbidden. Um, but it's, it's incredibly complex and interesting. Hmm. Terajux, you don't find any kind of discernible maker's mark 
there are several like chunks of dwarvish runes that could pass as one, but there aren't like any intricate designs or initials as far as you can tell. But I think this is going to be something that shouldn't be allowed to fall into normal people's hands. I'm not really sure we should be telling people about this. Yeah, that's fair. Because should we, should we this, destroy it? I don't know yet. But I, you know, I don't think we should destroy this pro- it. These could probably power an average city, like the average dwarven city, if repurposed or like reproduced in some way. Yeah, the one on the lower floor, that would definitely be like enough magic to keep Agaton underpowered more or less indefinitely. Right. And this the, one this one is, we'll is nowhere near as strong. This is definitely like a backup emergency right. generator. But like a small to medium sized town would have their power needs met for, you know a long time. Right. Exactly. Hmm. And well, not So what's our options here? We either destroy this to maintain the status quo, which um I'm wholly against anything that includes the word status quo. <laughs> Um, our other options are we try to break one of these down and take it with us, which seems unlikely because we don't have tools or a cart. Or we try to like tell the dwarves that there's poison gas up here and to not go in when they hole up the wall. Well, hang on. We, it's powering something. Not I just don't think lights. we have to decide yet. Like, well, we can yeah. still explore. You're right, right. I just want to like, figure out what's uh, in here. I'm what just are, what, to, are there other <laughs> options that I'm missing so far? Uh, what if this was like powering robots that were just that were like uh, you know slowly working to find a way to like fix the hatching problem or something? Cure dwarf cancer. Yeah, cure dwarf. Cancer. <laughs> exactly. So, or like find a way to like go back in time and kill Hitler or something. Right. I don't know. We we don't want to we don't want to mess that up. No, I, I completely agree. This needs to be handled with uncharacteristic delicacy. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of you, Tanner Chucks. Because uh, these are like, <laughs> um, like the, are these as significant as I think, where it's just like, this is basically the magic version of a nuclear reactor that's sort of like lost technology? It's definitely unlike anything you've seen before. Because, like, if they had these, they don't need to use storm elementals to power their doom zeppelin. They would just use these. So obviously they're right. So from what Desmond has explained to you, it's like this is this is using kind of the magical differential between another plane and this one to yeah. provide an energy gradient, which yeah. seems way more humane than imprisoning elementals. a sentient being. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's like I'm. Like, I recognize the significance of these, and I'm like, oh, that's these are interesting. I'm going to file that away in my mental binder. Yeah, but if you think of the reasons why they don't have that, it's because either they can't or they don't know how. And right. either one of those is bad for <laughs> other people. <laughs> yep. If they were to have one or learn how. <laughs> the, yeah. The, like, I hate the status quo as much as the next guy, but... No, I definitely agree that um, what's the shitty country that we're in right now? I'm totally blanking. Aldrax. Yeah, I I agree that if Aldrax <laughs> got their hands on this, that would be awful. Yeah. Well, considering it's in the underway, I don't think we have to worry about that as much right, right now. Uh, I mean, we could just cause another cave in. That probably would solve our problems until you know we were all dead and gone. But <clears throat> let somebody, let some other adventurers figure it out. <laughs> That's the well, let's decide once we get to floor 100. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put a pin in it. Yeah. Not yeah. literally, but, you know. Okay, I'll, yeah, Desmond pulls a pin out of his pocket and places it on top of the machine. <laughs> yeah, if we don't come back, this pin will, you know, Rube Goldberg into the middle of the machine and break it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up we go? Yep. Onward and upward. Uh, the next floor contains a circular table, ring, ring-shaped. ring It's not like a solid circle. There's a space in the center with a, another um, magic circle in it. The The table has eight chairs surrounding it. And there's Are they identical? On the or? Side of the room. Yes, they appear identical. Is there a script that I could read around the magic circle in the middle, or is it like I have to be magic for it? 
Um, it's you kind of get the the general tone of the language is like binding. Hmm. Hmm. And it's right. not active though, right? No. Okay. Well, Terradrex, could you look at it and see if it looks kind of like the storm elemental binding things for your ships? Yeah, uh, that's a very interesting point. Uh, Arcana, or can I use something that I don't suck at? Like a history check or something? Arcana. Something I don't suck at. All right, Arcana it is. Uh, well, I rolled a 13, so that's a 14. It's... Because I, I have seen summoning circles. Right, it's definitely a summoning circle of some description. Um, it does doesn't look like it was designed to hold things for very long. Okay. Oh, so it's like a temporary... Huh. Oh, that's weird. Um, you make up the observations and you... It's like a catch and release program. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, relay, I relay that back to the group. It's like, it's a temporary sort of thing, so I guess they would have to summon and then dispel. Hmm. Like, you're not, you're not pulling creatures to utilize them. You're pulling them... Yeah, I can't think of anything else other than like a Q&A session with some rad storm elementals. Be like, hey, what's it like being awesome? And they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, once, you, once you've been as awesome as, as we have for as long, you know, you just learn to live <laughs> it with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, weird. So yeah, they would have all their people here set up in their chairs. They would summon something and they'd be like, hey, we have some questions. It could be a classroom. It could be some sort of like uh, diagnostic area. It could be a couple of different things. Yeah. Are there anything along the walls or like on the ceiling or anything like that? Uh, not especially. No, it's a very utilitarian room. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like if something was able to break free of the circle and rampage for two and a half seconds before dissipating. Yeah. You'd probably want it to not have a lot of stuff to break. Probably. Except the people sitting around it. Does this room seem to be roughly the same age as the other rooms we've been in? Yes. Okay. Next staircase. And I think that's a good place to stop for now. Uh, I've been Joe, your dungeon master for this exciting Alchemist Club adventure. Uh, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Um, Christopher, where can you find us? Uh, you can find the Alchemist Club on iTunes, Google Play, and on Stitcher. Zachary, socials? Uh, we're at Alchemist underscore club on Twitter. Uh, and joining us for the adventure today, we had... Waffle, and I played Tarajak Tycho. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock Dunkil. I'm Cahill, and I play Desmond. And I'm Daniel, and I play Ched Fleet.